Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Tuesday, April 11th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. An independent court monitor says Illinois prison staff obtained do-not-resuscitate orders from incarcerated people even when they were not of sound mind. Some say their loved ones did not have people in the system looking out for their best interests. He didn't get the right therapy that he obviously should have had, and it's like they treated him like he wasn't a person with feelings and he didn't matter, and that's really hard. We'll report on Illinois prisons and do-not-resuscitate orders in just a few minutes. Missouri Democratic State Representative Maggie Nuremberg is criticizing an effort to curtail diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives in state government. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Missouri Republicans passed a budget earlier this year that bars any state funding from going towards staffing, vendors, consultants, or programs associated with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Backers of the plan contend that DEI work exacerbates racial divisions. But State Representative Maggie Nuremberg says the amendments amount to political posturing. GOP Senate leaders say the amendments will likely be removed in the legislature's upper chamber. Over and over again, it doesn't matter what facet of government. Every facet is recognizing the importance of making sure that everybody is included. Nuremberg also criticized House Republicans for wanting to reduce funding for Governor Mike Parson's plan to widen parts of Interstate 70. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. Nuremberg is a guest on Politically Speaking. The episode is available at stlpr.org. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner will have competition as she seeks a third term. Defense Attorney David Mueller says he is challenging Gardner in next year's Democratic primary. Mueller says he wants to reduce the backlog of cases from the Circuit Attorney's office. He also questions why Gardner is having trouble retaining and recruiting staff compared to other offices. Gardner is planning to run for re-election. She is currently fending off an attempt from Attorney General Andrew Bailey to kick her out of office. Gardner could run for another term, even if Bailey is successful. A St. Louis tech company could help make transporting industrial materials more efficient and environmentally friendly. Intramotive will deliver three remote-controlled rail cars to mining companies by the end of the year. St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordera reports. The tech startup Intramotive is producing all-electric tug volts that fit onto the wheel sets of pre-existing rail cars. Company CEO Tim Lucini says the tug volt could help its customers deliver industrial products in a safer and more efficient way. He says the technology is also better for the environment. So our first deployments for these vehicles that we're building now are going into mining applications. And those are point-to-point routes where you move a lot of material back and forth and uh, reduce your emissions and extract that mineral in an environmentally responsible way. Lucini says the tugvolt can be operated remotely through a computer or tablet app, keeping rail workers a safe distance away from trains carrying hazardous materials. I'm Brittany Cordera, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis coalition wants to encourage more black residents to become foster parents. The Foster and Adoptive Care Coalition has launched a program to place more black children in the system with black families. Heather Craig does recruitment work for the initiative and has been a foster parent for seven years. 
we respect the birth parents. We are working with the birth parents. We want to advocate for that child, and that means advocating for that family and advocating for that parent as well. But you are a parent. You're making day-to-day decisions for that child, for your household, and you're doing so with a team of people. Craig was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. The coalition says nearly 70% of St. Louis children in the foster care system are black, compared to only 13% of parents. Illinois lawmakers are looking to strengthen protections for patients at state-operated mental health facilities. A new measure that's already passed the state Senate would require the Department of Public Health to add details to a registry if an employee witnesses but does not report abuse. It is in response to decades of abuse allegations at the state-run Showed Mental Health and Developmental Center, roughly two hours southeast of St. Louis. Democratic Senator Laura Fine says the proposal will help end the code of silence among some health care workers. It is the job of the state to protect our most vulnerable, to ensure the health, safety, and financial condition of people with mental illness and or developmental disabilities from abuse and neglect. The measure will now be heard by members of the House after they return from spring break. When a person signs a do-not-resuscitate order saying they don't want certain medical interventions to stay alive, they are supposed to do it with clear thinking and no outside pressure. But staff at the Illinois Department of Corrections obtained do-not-resuscitate orders from prisoners even when they were not of sound mind. An independent court monitor made the allegations last June. Nine months later, the department has not changed the policies around those life-and-death matters. Shannon Heffernan reports. After Melinda Feliski's dad, George Williams, died inside prison, she got a box of his belongings. A reading lamp, bright orange shower shoes, a set of dominoes. Artifacts of how he passed the time behind bars. In all honesty, I was surprised how much stuff he had. He had all kinds of things. So, you know, he had his life. He had his routine. Feliski's dad, Williams, was 71 years old and had been incarcerated for about two decades. He had cancer, but it was not end stage, and he'd been receiving treatment. Still, he signed a do-not-resuscitate order, basically saying when it came to medical interventions, he only wanted comfort care. Feliski respects her dad's right to make that kind of choice. But there was a problem. According to an independent monitor, the doctor who signed off on his DNR was a fill-in doctor, seeing Williams for the first time. There was no evidence that Williams was able to review his prognosis and options with an oncologist. And Williams was wrestling with depression and refusing meals. Well, it would have been nice had they reached out to the family. It would have been nice had they had him sit with a counselor, a mental health counselor, and talk to them. You know, and I don't know that he even understood what he was signing. Once Feliski's dad signed the DNR, staff apparently stopped almost all care for him. He died about five months later. Feliski doesn't trust the motivations of prison healthcare staff who obtained the DNR. He didn't have someone looking out for his best interest, in my opinion. He didn't get the right therapy that he obviously should have had. And it's like they treated him like he wasn't a person with feelings and he didn't matter. And that's really hard. The review of Williams' death and medical records by the independent monitor was part of a legal settlement over poor medical care inside the Illinois Department of Corrections. The monitor reviewed 25 deaths. He flagged three as having problematic DNRs. In one case, a man was allowed to sign documents with just an X. 
even though medical records showed he was, quote, profoundly demented. The Monitor wrote the case, quote, gave the impression that stopping further medical care was really the wish of the patient, when, because of the patient's dementia, it was likely the decision of the IDOC, end quote. In court, the Department of Corrections said there were inaccuracies in the Monitor's report, but they would not provide WBEZ with details about what those inaccuracies were, citing pending litigation. They also declined to comment on specific cases because of medical privacy. Alan Mills is executive director of Uptown People's Law Center and a lawyer on the litigation over health care. He says the issue with DNRs is a symptom of an even bigger problem. We don't make plans for old sick people in prison. Around 6,500 people in Illinois prisons are labeled by the department as elderly. Close to 100 people are essentially sick and shut in, living in infirmaries. And around 50 people are over 80 years old. Mills and the Monitor say if the state wants to keep that ailing and aging population behind bars, they need to give them proper support. We don't have anybody who sits down with somebody who's beginning to deteriorate in health and say, OK, this is what we can do. How much of this do you want? And make an overall plan for the last couple of years of somebody's life. Instead, we just let them deteriorate essentially without anybody paying attention. Mills said that when it comes to something as serious as signing a DNR, there needs to be real guardrails in place. Because prison medical workers who are employed by a private company have incentives to obtain DNRs. It's already short-staffed in medical care, and that means that people don't get it. DNRs are an easy way to sort of justify not giving them treatment. The Monitor wrote that the department needs to change their policies, so people can't sign DNR papers if they can't give proper consent. But nine months later, prison officials said they are still in the process of revising their medical policies. I'm Shannon Heffernan. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.